0: Brian is back. The Brian Mudd Show. Throw in your two cents. Call 1-866-610-6397. That's 1-866-610-6397.
1: We're going to keep working to strengthen the supply chain and bring the cost of every good down, particularly food and automobiles.
0: What? Does the man even know we we're, we're going to keep doing it? Now, you you know, Joe, if you're going to do something, just how about aiming for the opposite of what you've done? Because obviously what you're doing is is not working, right? If you stopped working in your own magical way at trying to combat inflation, maybe we would bring it down. You know, I I don't know, like the whole reason that we have the problem with Russia, to the extent we do, and a big catalyst for inflation, which is what? Oh, the price of oil. Why is oil over $90 a barrel? Well, among other reasons, because we're relying on Russia for it. See, if your thought was, hey, the first week in office, what I'm going to do is open up the Russian pipeline to Europe so Russia can sell oil to Europe again and make Germany, in particular, relying on Russian oil, Don't do that. Do the opposite. If your week one priority is to stop U.S. production of pipelines and the amount of capacity we had previously and then buy Russian oil to make up for the deficit of what we're not producing and supplying in this country, don't do that. Do the opposite. See, simply doing the opposite, Joe, of what you've already done on inflation would actually bring inflation down. And as I've said before... Specific to inflation, there are so many catalysts behind it, but starting with the cost of energy, because that impacts every single thing you buy, it is as high as it is today, over $90 a barrel, close to $40 a barrel higher than it was when Joe took office, because precisely of making us reliant on a bad actor like Russia for oil. And what has Russia done with all that wealth that we've thrown their way? Every single time that we go to the gas station, for example, oh, we, we see it at Ukraine's border. Isn't that fun? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ranger for the ones who get it done. Decision-making in San Francisco, so flawed that by 70%, we had successful recalls in a San Francisco school board recall election. Three members being recalled, including the school board president. Pretty big story, because when something like this is happening in San Fran, well, you know, what that might mean elsewhere. Jeff Minasso, Fox News Radio, covering the story. Tell us about it, Jeff.
1: Hey, Brian. Your voters in San Francisco overwhelmingly agreed to recall Board of Education Commissioner Allison Collins' uh, board, President Gabriela Lopez, and the board vice president there, uh, Faulga Maliga. 79% voted to recall Collins, 75% Lopez, 72% Maliga. This... <laughs> Politically, this is an overwhelmingly democratic city, so it appears that the message is, is, is being sent out very clear that parents felt that the school board was doing more harm for their kids than good, especially when it comes to education, when it comes to, when it pertains to COVID mandates, uh, prolonged closures of San Francisco schools, when schools across the country, yours, have been wide open uh, for, for quite a long time while the San Francisco school board just said, look, we're, we're digging in, we're, we're shutting down our schools. We're going to uh, demand mandates. And, uh, Oh, by the way, and while we're doing that, we're going to, we're going to strip names off of dozens and dozens of schools like George Washington, like Abraham Lincoln, even Diane Feinstein. And we're going to name those schools after more progressive people. And so people were looking at this and they're saying, wait a minute, focus on the kids, you know, over, over here, focus Focus on the big problem at hand, and even what Democratic Mayor London Breed called you know disgusting and, and 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 unacceptable the behavior of this school board. So they're out, and now the mayor is going to focus on their replacements. They'll grab your popcorn because uh, the elections actually were supposed to be this fall, and so whoever's whoever's in place is going to have to go up for re-election. And the uh, there's reports now that the school board the ouster, ousted ousted school board president Lopez is uh, planning on uh, rerunning for her old seat. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, Jeff, you, you brought up so many good points there that it was a combination of factors. It wasn't just one thing. That you had these you know schools that were shut down. Uh, you know, the whole remote learning model well past the point of where anybody else really was doing this. Uh, while at the same time, you're, you're talking about, uh, a priority being renaming schools and they, they seem to be don- tone deaf to the point to where, uh, you, as you pointed out, the Democrat mayor of San Francisco, you know, had thrown in on them. Do you get a sense, uh, and, and is there any indication that perhaps as part of the, the greater battle that we're seeing, because San Francisco is long, uh, been, you know, viewed as, as a catalyst for liberalism across the country, after all the home of Nancy Pelosi, um, that perhaps this could be a microcosm of some of the battles that are going on be- between the most progressive wing of the Democrat Party nationally and perhaps some of the more moderate elements that obviously stick out like a mansion or a cinema in the Senate.
1: Look, I think what what we're seeing is a sea change. And if you've got San Francisco overwhelmingly liberal saying enough is enough, we're done, we're done with this, get our kids back to class, that it's, it's spreading and, and it's going to continue. Uh, you know, the argument was that this is more Republican or, or, or conservative talking points to, you know, in the battle against mandates and masks like we saw in Virginia, which, by the way, is now law. Masks are done in Loudoun County and others. Uh, Michigan today announcing that they're they're going to be removing all all indoor mask mandates statewide, including in schools. Whereas the governor there is running for reelection, you've got 30 House members at least uh, in DC fleeing the Capitol for retirement. One can argue uh, maybe they see the writing on the wall, but when you look at San Francisco, this is dem- these, are, these are all Democrats saying enough is enough. We're done. We want our kids back in school. And this has gone on for too long, and I, I think when you start to see that, um, you know, you, you're you're looking at the end uh, of of well, what I think mo- most opponents of these mask mandates and other mandates would would would, uh, would would like to see the end of of these types of rules, uh, especially as you yeah. see the you know the, these numbers just just plummeting. But we'll see.
0: It's it's a good point, and that's insightful, Jeff Minasso, Fox News Radio. Appreciate it. You bet. The other thing I'll point out is, yet again, the follow of the science crowd, not following the science, right? And here's the other thing. If, and I mean it's a big if, if this thing happens in San Francisco, why can't it? And I mean having Democrats produce better candidates. If we're going to have Democrats that are going to be running a lot of the school boards here in South Florida, even if they're nonpartisan elections, can we have better Democrats, because wouldn't our schools be just like San Francisco in in many respects had it not been for Governor DeSantis? You're listening to The Brian Mudd Show. He's ready to go 610 WIOD.